Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There is no group of people I don't believe who jump off that bandwagon faster than Leaf fans. Like, already you see people bail like, ah, they suck. It was a good run. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Didn't want to win it this year anyway. Burn, had the asterisks. Burn my jersey. Trade Matthews. Well, I've said that all along. Anyhow, you know. But uh, it is funny. You know, it's 2-1 loss. Leafs had some great opportunities. Carey Price shut him down. And, you know, as they say in hockey, like, I just want to tell you this. Winning playoffs starts from the, the net out. That's, right. That's how it's done, you know. <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the upper echelon of the game. <laughs> So let's go to the highlight reel. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we lost. We're back at it Saturday night. Uh, do we figure JT returns, or is he probably out for a few? I can't know. I yeah. mean, they say tests came back clear. I, I'm I'm assuming that means they're more looking at concussion-type stuff now, but you, you never know. That was a very violent hit, mm. uh, and he was obviously out wow, was at, at one point. So, um, you know, I, I was worried when it first happened. He's tried to get up or mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get him up, and they were holding his neck. And I thought first, like Malarchuk, is he bleeding? Did he did they slice right. his neck, or uh, or you know did he break something? And and then when he wouldn't uh, you know settle down to to lie down on the on the on the board, it, it looked even worse. It looked like they couldn't control him, or he he was struggling, and that was really tough to watch. Yeah, it truly was. And and right from the moment it happened, when the camera caught Perry's face, you could tell he didn't do it deliberately. He looked very concerned, as did a lot of the players, uh, certainly on the Leafs side, but even on the Habs side. I, I don't think anybody wanted to uh, to see that happen. And uh, the whole fight thing, too, with uh, Felino was kind of ridiculous. It, it looked bad, especially given the fact that, you know, we saw all the replays of it. And, and I kind of agree with what Kelly Rudy said in the intermission, that, it, you know, they likely didn't see the replays uh, they only had what was live to go on uh, mm. in the building. And so some of the Leaf players might have thought that was something intentional and we better get some retribution right away. Uh, Felino afterwards said he didn't even see it in the hit. He just, that's my captain lying on the ice. Mm. I, I want to respond. And so, you know, it didn't look like Perry really wanted anything to do with it. But, you know, he even said, well, let's get it out of the way now. If not, <laughs> I get to have the whole series with someone trying to fight me the entire time. Yeah, and see, I would rather them just torture Perry for the rest of the game. You know what I mean? Hammer him at every opportunity and taunt him and make jokes about his sister. This kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I saw your mother last night. (laughs) You know, this kind of stuff. Get under his helmet. I also thought the uh, one of the highlights of the the game, it's just those little moments that you see when Matthews is getting roughed up behind the uh, net and and he's got that (laughs) smirk, that poop-eating grin on his face and and, and he's just being tossed around like a rag doll, but he's just not getting involved. Yeah, so it was good. Listen, they... They, they played well. Price was great, uh, as you've uh, said. I mean, listen, the Montreal has had a, a history of great goaltending, and Price is a part of that history. Well, and, and listen, Price has been hurt. Uh, he's been, he showed frustration in, in practice the other day, slamming a stick and breaking it. He was in the AHL and got you know, lit up early in the week in a, in a rehab assignment. It, it's, it's really, you know, it comes down to, and the Canadians know this, Gary Price is a fantastic playoff goaltender. Whether mm-hmm. when you know we go back to his days in junior and the World Juniors, when things are on the line, the guy tends to show up. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you know, I've had people texting in saying, "Now uh, the Leafs stars didn't show up." I don't know. Austin Matthews led the team in shots and shot attempts. Uh, Tavares was you know stretchered out. Mm. Uh, Nylander scored. 
and Marner was absolutely stone cold robbed by Carey Price. Yep. I think Carey Price won that game. Can he win four of them? Uh, I don't know about that. I also thought it was funny when the uh, when everybody was out around Tavares and the uh, the old doctor from the Habs came out. <laughs> and this guy's been around since like the seventies, right? Fifty Every, years. Everybody else is doing neck and head <laughs> protocol. He's out there with a pack of Demorier. Yeah. He's like. Listen, here's, get him on the bench. This is what we used to do with Gila Florida. Right. Get a dart in him. He'll be fine. People were asked about uh, just uh, general music opinions, uh, comments that have been made on places like BuzzFeed and other that have started, like, big fights amongst music fans. <laughs> and some of the more popular debates have been, uh, somebody said, Eminem is very talented, and I can appreciate that. However, to me, he just sounds like a pissed-off chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I don't know that I totally agree with that. This one, though, would start some fights. U2 is boring. Wow. yeah, U2 is one of those highly debatable bands where some people you love and some people love to hate. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they threw their album onto that Apple update mm. at one point, that, that didn't go over very well. And some people find them just way too preachy. They are an interesting band for me because I remember being in high school when Sunday Bloody Sunday came out. And there was this big divide in in high school in the 80s where you were either a part of the rock camp or what was considered the new wave camp. So, mm. you, were, you know, you were into your either your uh, Aussie and your Van Halen and all that stuff, your ACDC, or you were into Spandell Ballet and New Order and Depeche Mode. Right. And the two camps hated each other. I was dating a girl who her brother was heavily into the new wave uh, camp. So him and I had nothing in common. But U2 was that band that brought the divide together because Sunday Bloody Sunday crossed over. They were considered at the time to be more of a new wave band. Uh, But that song, everybody loved, whether you were a rocker or a new wave person. But outside of that, I've seen them live and Edge has some amazing moments, but they, they, they can sometimes get a tad boring. But it's interesting because, you know, one of the complaints you always hear of bands is that, you know, they, uh, they changed their sound, right? Or they didn't stick to their sound. Right. And U2 is one that, you know, if they were that bridge, you know, something like Zuropa came out and mm. all of a sudden they became the new wave mm-hmm. band because they really changed their sound. Yeah. Yeah. How about this debate? George Harrison was the best Beatle. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, it was probably the best musician. He was very talented. He was very talented. And, that, and there's also been a debate for years about, you know, Team Paul or Team John. Right. I think I swing more Team John only because as much as McCartney's had an amazing career, and I, of course, he's Sir Paul McCartney, some of the stuff he wrote in the 70s was full-on fromage and cheese. Silly little love songs, and a lot of it just, you know, pop, bad, weak pop tunes. Right. Well, love songs. Didn't uh, didn't Lennon have a couple of those? I don't think so. Like woman. That's a pretty deep, good tune. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I just, I lose track when the, when the Yoko kind of came into the music as well. When she got into the recordings, uh, that, that kind of lost it for me. And... Uh, that that McCartney, you know, return to Shea Stadium, that City Field concert mm. that he did, that was just awesome. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, sure, yeah. they had to clear New York airspace for him to get in. Right. That, he, you're somebody important. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce is overrated. Okay. Uh, I, she's a pretty good artist. 
Had some hits. Yeah. She's done all right. But then people say hits don't really mean that you're great. Right. You know. Um, Foo Fighters are an average, middle-of-the-road band at best. Yeah, that'll start arguments. <laughs> and, some, and some people love to just throw those out there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just to get under people's skin. This is kind of like one of those moments, you know, where somebody says of a, a, a world leader, a prime minister, a president, oh, if I had the moment to tell him, I'd put him right in his place, yeah. you know? And then, and then you get a chance to talk to JT or uh, or whoever, even Trump before or Biden now, and you don't you don't have the cojones. Like, go to Dave Grohl's face and tell him your band's average at best. You'll end up like he did in that chair. Less than half of the cultures in the world kiss. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a thing for many. Huh. I like a good kissing session. Do you? Yeah. Sure. I like to get all sloppy. I like a good necking up session. <laughs> uh, in the years between the uh, Chicago Cubs' most recent World Series win, 1908 and 2006, right? Arizona became a state, got a major league baseball team, and they won a World Series. <laughs> let's not go into that with the Leafs history. No, either. let's not. Let's leave it alone. How many teams have appeared and won before them? Appeared, disappeared. <laughs> um, when Ian Fleming finished his first Bond novel, he celebrated by buying himself a gold-plated typewriter. Okay. In 2001, A Space Odyssey, the computer's name is Hal. All three of those letters are just one letter away from IBM. H and I, A and B, oh. L and M. Kubrick said it was just a coincidence. There's no coincidences. Right. Quinky dinky. More than uh, 50% of the world has brown eyes. Only 2% have green eyes. Because uh, most of the world is full of... Yes. Right. Up to half of the water on Earth... Is older than the sun. I don't know who figured that out, but I don't want to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if we get a bottle of water that's been sitting around a little too long, it's oh, stale to us. We throw it out. Right. Dump it down there. <laughs> Hugh Hefner donated the money to pay for the new Y, the letter Y, in the Hollywood sign in 1978. Alice Cooper paid for the third O. <laughs> Was it missing an O at one point? I, I don't know. Speaking of letters, the last letter added to the alphabet was the letter J. Okay. So if you were John, I guess you were just on before that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Isis? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, do you ever diagnose yourself online? Google is working on a new AI tool that can analyze photos and correctly diagnose 288 different skin conditions. Oh, no. I can show them my rashes and my bumps. <laughs> oh, no. Ranging from a wide variety of stuff. <laughs> Do us all a favor. After you upload that picture, mm. delete it. Right. No, I want everybody to see it. <laughs> uh, range from acne to melanoma. They hope to start rolling out later this year. And there are roughly 50 billion birds in the world. That's around six birds for every human, and they've all pooped on my car. <laughs> all right, a lot of us are going to be doing some barbecuing this weekend, and steak, I'm sure, will be on the list for many. How do you like your steak? Medium, medium rare, tied for the most popular. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people who uh, like the like the pink center, but don't like the bloodiness. Yeah, of the yeah, rare, yeah. Right? There's a lot, a lot of that. Yeah, one guy says, "Cut it off the cow, 
walk it through a warm room, <laughs> put it on the plate. It's done. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> It's just so chewy that you know, yeah, I can't. I I've can't. never had blue rare necessarily, mm. but I've had rare steaks, and it, it is a little bit chewy at that. Point. I am probably more a medium rare guy. Yeah, yeah. Generally, yeah. that's where you want to go with. Um, rare uh, is after medium and medium rare. Yeah. Then medium well, and then a few people well done. But this is where the judgment starts. It's so funny. So. Someone, you know, you go out and you buy really nice steaks. You're having people over. You want to treat them to a nice steak. And and somebody says, can you do mine well done? Now, we don't care if somebody says rare. We don't really judge that. Right. You know, or blue. But somebody says well done and we want to kick them out of our backyard. Oh, yeah. What do you get out of so here? You want to ruin meat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, it, my culture, my parents are Guyanese. And so a lot of their, my, my friends, in-laws, or not, or not in-laws, but my friends and family yeah. uh, growing up. We're all kind of that, you know, Caribbean culture. And, you know, steak is not a big, it's a rarity. Right. It's a treat. Down there. It's, it's a treat. And so many of them uh, like their steak well done. Like they don't trust the meat. Right. Until it's fully cooked. Right. My right? mother-in-law is that way. And, and so I remember we had like a surprise birthday party for my dad and uh, did it at uh, at a pub. Uh, not because he's a big drinker, but because I am, and my buddies work there. And uh, and so my buddy was doing the grill, working there. And all of a sudden, like the line, like they were just getting the steaks ready and the barbecues going. Their eyes are, you know, uh, getting tear sh- tears from all the smoke coming sure. up from it. And then and then the requests started coming in. Yeah, can I get mine well done? Yeah, burn you it. Know, and it just. And and like, I don't think my buddy had ever heard or asked someone ask for a well done steak before. Didn't even know how to do it. He's like, "How long do you leave this on for? Leave that on for twenty minutes. Would you? Twenty minutes aside. No, I know. Or then, well done leather, about the same thing. And then they pull out the bottle of ketchup. Right. You just want to punch. And him that's in the face. really the trick with you know when you talk with Ted Reader in a joint and brisket is that you have to take that. Like, well done is around like 150 degrees internal or something like that, mm. 160. Brisket is like 205. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to take it past the state of well done mm-hmm. in order to get it to that, like, crazy, you know, sweet spot for brisket. It's such a technique. And when you're cooking really nice steaks, I mean, you know, we'll all go out and buy whatever, medium, you know, level, whatever, uh, inexpensive pieces of meat, but then occasionally we really want to treat ourselves and so we go and we get like a nice all marbled and beautiful. And you're so afraid, like I stand there and I and I do the Teddy Reader touch with my fingers to, you know, you, where you put your baby finger right, against your yeah. thumb and then feel that little bit of meat there on your hand and if it's tough, that that's well done and then with your index finger, that's like rare, but and you don't want to cut into it, and you don't want to do any of that, and then you get it off the grill, and you get it on the plate, and you let it set, and you let, and then that moment you start cutting in, and you're like, please, for the love of God, yes. please, I hope I didn't please. ruin this. I hope I didn't ruin this. You know, I've had pretty good success with it. I've got uh, for the weekend uh, because it's yeah, it's a long weekend, yeah. we can't do much uh, explosion. Uh, I went with the tomahawk. Oh, you love that tomahawk, and I love that tomahawk steak. And there's one again when you're paying like you know forty five, fifty bucks for a steak, right? Uh, you know, it'll feed the whole family, but you get three quarters yeah, of it, of course. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to screw that thing up, right? That's right. No, that's uh, right. And 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 that's where a you know a good meat thermometer. That's one of the lessons I learned from Ted. Go yep. buy a good meat thermometer and uh, and and do that properly and do the reverse sear on. It. It's pretty awesome. I think a lot of guys their ego gets in the way though with that meat thermometer. We're on the grill. We I know how to do a steak. I don't need no meat thermometer. Listen, you've been sticking your probe in things for your entire <laughs> life. <laughs> one more time isn't going to kill you. <laughs> 
Some people say they have gotten so upset with someone who wants their steak well done that they've been prepared to dump them, break up with them. <laughs> Get out of my house, children, you gone. About some wise sayings that are actually kind of dumb. Like, flattery will get you nowhere. It's actually pretty effective sometimes. <laughs> it does. It gets you lots of places. Uh-huh. Good things come to those who wait. Patience, sure, it's a virtue, but sometimes you just got to, you know, go grab what you need. Right. Uh, you'll sleep like a baby. Except babies are famous for not, not sleeping. sleeping. Uh, true. Yeah. Money doesn't buy happiness. <laughs> Maybe not, but it sure solves a lot of problems. <laughs> It's only rich people that say that. That's right. Cheaters never prosper. Anybody tell Donald Trump that? (laughs) Uh, Some people might argue Wall Street was built on cheating. Uh, What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's not always true. No. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Sometimes uh, more emotional damage can be worse than, uh, than broken bones. And there are no stupid questions. There's lots of stupid questions. Lots of stupid. It's a good saying for kids, but less true for adults. <laughs> Things to uh, maybe be aware of when you're saying them. They don't always make sense. Even if you think they're wise, they're not. It is your power, Lisa Craig and Lucky. Um, believe it or not, we actually did have a summer last year. Uh, even though we were, I guess, inside watching Judge Judy and eating soup for most of it. But uh, we look like we might be able to hopefully have some sort of normal pre-pandemic summer, whatever that is. And about three-quarters of us plan on being way more active this summer than ever before. Sure we do. Now we all do. Even before the pandemic, I was guilty of this. I would say every spring, big plans, going to ride my bike, going to go to the driving range after work, going to really up my golf game, going to swim a lot more, not, not going to just sit in the shallow end and drink beer. I'm actually going to do laps in the pool. Say it every year, do none of it. Right. Yes. This is the year. This is the year. It's going to be a great one. Oh, I'm going to walk. I'm going to swim. I'm going to hike. I'm going to, I'm going to camp. I'm going to do a group sport. You'll do none of it. Like, I, I would think that there are many people sitting through this right now who are going, when this is said and done, you know, that, that bucket list is getting a few things crossed off on it. Yeah. You know, and we say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the second that opportunity comes about... You know, for many of us, it's just, eh, maybe not. You know, honestly, and and I, sure, I want all of us to be able to get back to doing whatever it is we do. But, and I've said this from the beginning, the lazy guy in me absolutely loves it. Right. I'm like dreading, <laughs> like, family events. Right. Like, organizing get-together. Hey, let's get together this weekend. Let's go away. Mm-hmm. The cheat guy in me is really dreading all of that because I have a feeling the visa is going to get swiped a lot. Maybe what when you we should come out do, of this thing. Well, like the next time you can have a family event, you say, well, you know what? We haven't been able to go to a restaurant for a while. Let's have the family event <laughs> at a restaurant. Everyone pays for their own family. Uh-huh. And you just kick in and get a massive table. Not with my outlaws. <laughs> no, they want you to sweat it. They want you to serve them. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, like I'm figuring probably if all plays out, Thanksgiving, I think, will probably be 
the first time most families will be able to gather in a large group again. You would think by this Thanksgiving we should be good to do that. Uh, if, yeah, I guess if everyone's you know fully vaccinated, you've had both shots, then by that time, I think you know the prime minister saying that yeah, by fall we'll start to see things opening up again. So yeah, it's about that time. You know, and again, even if I don't know seventy five percent of your family is vaccinated, doubled shot, two shots, then you would think that it uh, it should be fine. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, we all say, oh, I miss everybody so much. I can't believe I can't see my cousins and my nephew and my nieces and my brothers and my sisters. And then when the time comes, <laughs> if you're like, oh, are they coming over? Really? Uh? Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.